Welcome to another edition of the, I, I don't know what I'm going to call this podcast, I guess driving with Corey, we could call it that, I mean, I'm a truck driver, I drive around, all I do is listen to sports, listen to certain topics of sports, NHL, NBA, NFL, tennis, not soccer, I'm not a soccer guy, I'm just not a soccer guy. But anyways, this this podcast, I can kind of, you know, I'm not going to throw it out there in the universe. I'm just going to kind of keep these to myself and, and maybe once in a while, uh, you know, take a little listen and see um, see what my thoughts were back on, uh, what is it today, November 14th, 2019. Um, it's a Wednesday, it's a Thursday, holy, it's already a Thursday. And this week's just flying by. Um, having a lot of fun with fantasy this week. All my teams are looking okay besides football, where I'm 6-4 in my redraft league. It's been a struggle this season. It hasn't been smooth. I'm still nervous about my team. Am I confident? A little bit. Like, I, I have some confidence, but there's players that have produced and then not produced and then produced and then not produced. And it's a scary game. I don't have the most consistent players at this moment. I don't have a Christian McCaffrey. I don't have a Michael Thomas. I don't have a Delvin Cook right now. And those types of players, or Lamar Jackson, you know, those types of players are hard to come by. And if you have one of them, you can consistently work around that player and mold your team around that player. And right now I don't. I have a very influx lineup that's giving me inconsistent scorings every week. So, you know... It is what it is. You work with what you got, and I hope for the best every week. Um, the rest of the league, I mean, everyone's 5-5 five and five basically up until, like, I think 8th place. So it's a tight neck, neck race. I got to win the next two at least out of the next three to make playoffs. And, you know, missing last year's playoffs was tough. It was really tough for me. I hate losing. You know, coming off a championship season where everything went right, um, and then coming back to another season where everything goes wrong for me, my whole drafts, my trades, everything just blew up in my face. And this year, uh, it's been the opposite. I've kind of, I've kind of been a mediocre team, nothing too spectacular. Got some luck along the way, and you know that's the thing with fantasy. You, you look at probabilities and hope for the best. And so far, I'm, I've one six out of ten and you know that's putting me in position to make playoffs and that's all I can ask for I want to make playoffs and uh, I think I should I really should um, some real news in the in the world today Raptors yesterday beating up on the lowly Portland Trailblazers who are four and six now where the Raptors are seven eight and three wow looking so so good um, sorry, they're four and seven. Portland, we're eight and three. You know, again, Pascal Siakam taking that next step. He looks like the real deal. You know, people question when Kawhi left. I remember people question when Kawhi left. Like, was it a good idea for him? You know what? He's home. Every time I watch him on highlights, it hurts a bit. But the thing is, he did everything he could for an organization that he knew he was only staying a minute in for one season 
pulls off a championship, brings a chip to the city of Toronto, where, I mean, I've been a loyal fan since I was um, able to watch the Raptors, which was, I think, when I was 13, 12. I mean, I didn't really start... I didn't even really... I played basketball in grade 6 is when I started, when I was 12. I didn't really pick up a ball until then. Um, I played a lot of hockey, a lot of hockey growing up, more than basketball. And the reason behind that, I think, was just the neighborhood that I was in. You know, all my friends at school were playing hockey uh, during recess. No one, no one was playing basketball, really. I mean, for a kid to play basketball at six or seven, I mean, you can. But it's not easy to shoot a ball into a hoop without having, you know, two hands and pushing it. So, to start playing basketball, I think it's good as a kid to start, maybe start in a sport where, let's say, I think a great sport to start in is hockey. You put hand-eye coordination into it. You are running a lot. It's an aggressive sport. And then you also play, um, I think I played soccer. So, I used my feet. I played a lot of, a lot of, like... Um, kickball and stuff like that. A lot of soccer, though, at, in elementary school. It was a sport to play because everyone could play it. And again, basketball is such a sport where you're a little kid to shoot a basketball hoop, a basketball into a hoop. There wasn't a hoop accessible at outside, so that's just what I did. And since watching the Raptors, since you know, oh, some terrible eras. No Bosch at the time. I remember drafting Bosch. And, you know, the franchise slowly turning it around, going through a bunch of different eras. And to get where we are today as champions, I'm wearing a championship hat from last year. It's great. And to know when Masai said, trust me, don't lose any sleep at night over Kawhi leaving. He said that. He said those exact words. Trust me, don't lose any sleep over Kawhi leaving. And I don't, like, I honestly don't. I don't lose any sleep over Kawhi leaving. I'm not. I mean, everyone can look at it hindsight 2020 and go, obviously this team is a front runner. And when I mean front runner, they're not locked in to win it back to back, but they're 80% guaranteed to make the NBA Finals and to bring it, run it back. But there right now, I'd say 40% making it back there, and that's not a bad percentage for what most people had coming into the season. I saw certain, uh, certain head honcho, you know, voices on the NBA network saying, you know, 8th place, 8th place, maybe make playoffs, maybe, you know, and they're 8 and 3 sitting at the top of the Eastern Conference and I don't see that coming down. I mean, I just don't. Where in the world, in which world or universe do you see the Toronto Raptors collapsing and going down to the bottom of the bottom of the standings? It's not happening. They have too much pride. They work hard. Fred VanVleet, OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, Norm Powell, Kyle Lowry, Abaka, Gasol, I mean, they are about as deep as they come. Now, the players that really interest me right now, and when I watch them, there's there's two players that give me such great joy, and the reason 
I don't lose sleep at night when Masai says that is Chris Boucher and Terrence Davis the second. He is... I wouldn't say they're unbelievable players. Like, they're not Steph Curry or, you know, Lou Williams coming off the bench. But these guys are basically rookies playing top 20 minutes, 20 minutes a game now, and they're competing and they're playing at an ultimate high right now. Do I think it's sustainable? I think so. I really do. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Raptors fan. I'm saying that because Masai Ujiri, who brought a chip to the city of Toronto, said to not lose any sleep at night. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to lose any sleep at night over this. So, there's that. Man, I just ramble on sometimes. I love my Raptors, guys. I, They are bringing me such great joy in sports right now because there's some teams that are not anywhere near the Raptors level. I mean, my Seahawks looking great. Don't get me wrong. My Seahawks are looking great. Russell Wilson doing Russell Wilson things. But, like, I don't know, man. I think, like, there's, like, a, there's a time and space for me to be, like... Hold on. I think there's a cop coming up here. This is driving with Corey. Is it legal to do what I'm doing? Not really. But there's a cop, and now he's going to pull me over. So here we go. No. Here he pulled over someone. Okay, we're good. We're good, folks. Back on, back on track here. The NFL, my team is the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson, looking great. Um, I don't have really much to say about them. I'm more of a fantasy guy now. I mean, I'm a Seahawks fan, so if they win the Super Bowl, I'm going to be just as ecstatic as when the, as, as anybody, but I think there's a difference for me in seeing the Raptors win and the Seahawks win. When the Seahawks won the Super Bowl and lost the Super Bowl, granted, I, I was ecstatic. I mean, I was happy. Don't get me wrong. I was happy. But I didn't start watching the NFL until I was about 19, 20. And the reason being, the reason I never did was because the Raptor, I mean, the NFL was on Sundays. My family went to two church services a Sunday. So 9 o'clock, 9.30, and 2 o'clock. Now those are prime time football games. So church runs from 9.30 to 11.30 by the time you got home, 12. You have lunch. You go back to your next service. I mean, there was no time for football. Fine, it's fine, but it's just I could I was playing it at the time at nineteen twenty, but it wasn't like I was watching it. I was just playing the game fantasy football. So my my level of uh, um, you know my level of excitement. I, I remember, actually I remember in two thousand ten eleven. I think I declared on Twitter that my team was the Chicago Bears and the second my other second favorite team was the Seahawks but the Seahawks that year were so good that I was like and they just got Russell Wilson I said to myself yeah I'm I'm, I'm not a Bears fan I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Seahawks fan through and through and from then on I mean I've been a Seahawks fan but seeing them win the Super Bowl I never went through years of not winning it I mean, I remember high school when they played Pittsburgh. Um, 
you know, my buddy was a Pittsburgh fan. I was a Seahawk fan just because of, um, you know, where we are geographically. And that was my only thought process. And then that's kind of been who I am. I'm a geographical team-based guy. So if I live in that city or near that city or in that country, they're the only team or they're they're the closest, I mean, that's who I'm going to cheer for. But, like, there's a difference between being 13 watching the Raptors and being 19. I mean, that's a gap of, like, a very long time of, like, and playing. and, And the thing is, I played a lot of basketball growing up. A lot. And so my level of understanding the game, understanding the the nuances of NBA and, and how, you know, it works. And pl- I played it and how hard it is. Um, yeah, I have a level of respect for the NBA. And, and that's why I enjoy the Raptors winning this, the NBA championship more. It meant more to me. It, it was something that I, I never dreamed of. It was something I never thought they could accomplish. And yet they did. Switching topics, and I have horrible segues, as you can tell. I got to really work on these, but it's a work in progress. And this is just me rambling about my teams. I don't know if they're your teams, but they make me excited. And now let's get into the hockey side of this podcast. Now, TSN 1040, great guys, Jason Bruff, Michael Halford. We'll call them Mike Halford, but they're good. They're a good show in the morning. They're a great show. Um, I enjoy listening to them, but like some of their takes are pretty, pretty off. I mean, look, I get it. They're a radio. They're they're a business where they gotta create hype and they gotta create storylines and they gotta create, you know, controversial. Not I wouldn't say controversial, but. Headlines that here the listener's gonna listen into, and they're gonna have either a wow, like I really am happy they're saying this, or wow, these guys are complete idiots. And for one instance, when the Canucks were on their great run of good games, you know, they I know a lot of people were asking it, but like, are they the top team in Canada? Are they how good are they? And my answer to all of this was had always been, and I don't even think it should have been a question, it shouldn't have even been a topic. Because they're not the best team in Canada. They're not the best team in the league. They're not. They're maybe, and I'm going to be generous, maybe middle of the pack, 20th best team, 15th best team, somewhere in there. And I am a huge Vancouver Canucks fan, but I'm a reality sports fan. A, A reality. A realistic sports fan. They are about two years away from being super contenders. And that's fine. Like, stop pushing this agenda that they're good now. I mean, I'm a realistic person. They aren't good now. They will be good in two years. Mark my words. And I'm saying this today. On November 14, 2019, the Canucks will be good in 2022 to 2023 season. They will be phenomenal. Sorry, I think it's the 2021-2022 season. They'll be great with Patterson, Besser, everyone in their prime. And they'll be ready to rock. But right now, they're not. They're jokes. No, they're not jokes. They're fine. They're just not going to get it done. Will they make playoffs? That's a question that keeps getting asked. And here's my theory. This might be a 
sitting on the fence type answer, but it's my theory. It's my my take. If you don't agree with it, whatever. I think they will finish in the wild card position. They'll finish in the wild card position or not in the playoffs at all. And that's that might seem very lame and very like, oh come on, that's not a very like you gotta stand on your on your you know, stand on the podium and, and declare who the best like they are gonna make playoffs or they aren't. It's kind of a wishy washy answer, I guess, but that's how I feel. I don't feel like they are um, you know, gonna be that good this year. I think they are a wild card team. Pedersen looks great. Besser looks great. Quinn Hughes. Thing is, I haven't been able to watch at least the last four games, probably. Especially their losing streak. I haven't watched when they were losing. And that's not because they were losing. I just, for some reason, you know, my wife got Disney Plus, and I just haven't been able to, to listen to it. So, that's, that's stupid Disney Plus. I mean, it's okay, don't get me wrong. I don't mind Disney Plus, it's fine, but like, I don't know, it's overrated for me. I don't think it's that great. <laughs> I have a hard time. That's something, okay, so on the Spitballers podcast I listened to, they were talking about what thing do you wish you got, like, what made you so excited and pumped up as a child and now, and now as an adult you don't enjoy as much? And my one takeaway is movies that I watched as a child. They just don't hold up. Like, I enjoy... I don't mind it. But, you know, the thought of watching, like, all my favorite shows when I was a child. You know, Aladdin, Lion King. Um, I watched a ton of the... A ton of the times, Aristocats. I know, super lame. But the thing is, like, I really enjoy... I really enjoyed those movies, and now I'm not sure. I'm not sure I do. Like I turn them on, and I kind of just can't get there. How I was a kid watching it, you know, Fox and the Hound. I loved that movie, and yet I just, for some reason, when I watch these movies, it's just not the same as when I was a child. The same enjoyment level, and it sucks because I remember being a kid and just that, that, that imagination. I guess. The thing I miss the most is the imagination I had when I was a child. And I kind of am doing it through this podcast, getting it out of my system. How much I love to banter, how much I love to talk about things. But, I don't know. It's just changed for me. Um, what are the things we can talk about? You know, I'm just going to spitball a bit here. But, my NBA fantasy teams have been pretty good this year. And here's a theory that I've come up with in all drafts, in all, um, I don't know. I, I I do these drafts, right? I've done, I, th- I think this year, I'm in a, a lot of teams, but seriously competitive um, teams that I'm playing on. In ESPN, I think I have seven teams. And in, um, and in, uh, not, so much traffic here. In ESPN, I have about seven teams. <coughs> and in, um, 
Yahoo, I have two teams that I'm, I've been like, I drafted a bunch in there, but a lot of them, like, I started them, and then something happened where I had to auto, I had to auto draft. Um, did he just hit that guy? Holy shit. Anyway, so Yahoo, I had, I have a bunch of teams, but I, I couldn't draft, I couldn't, I would put myself in these drafts, and then I ended up not having the time to do them, and then they were all auto-drafted. So, like, that's a thing. Holy shit, they're not letting me in. Anyways, I'm sorry, I'm going through some traffic here. So there's two teams I really drafted, and that was Baby Davis and uh, Lillard Pad. And, man, I'm really like these teams. When Damian Lillard fell to me, all I could remember last year was that he was the number three, number two, number one player in fantasy. And yet he, still, he was still going in the, as, as the ninth, eighth pick. And I couldn't believe that. It's just because he got Anthony Davis, all these head honcho big guys, Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, they're great players. I'm just saying Damian Lillard is going to give you the advantage where it's so much harder to come by for three-pointers than rebounds. I feel like that's where I went strong. I went... This year, I had a different philosophy. Um, My philosophy always is take best available player. But there were some players that I I was having to get because what I know they can be and where they were drafted was just because of the other players' big names again. And that's fine. So a player, I'll tell you five players that I consistently drafted in all formats and all leagues across the board. And there might be only one team that I have, I don't have um, this player. A couple of these. I, I mean, there's always going to be a couple teams that don't have this player, but for majority, I'd say 80% of my leagues, I have drafted this player. And one of them is Fred Van, Freddie Van 3. Freddie, Steady Freddie, has been anything but amazing for me in fantasy. He hits threes, he scores points, he assists, he steals, he rebounds, he does it all. The only thing he won't give you is blocks, and that's fine. Field goal percentage can be bad sometimes. Foul shooting, amazing. So, you've got to weigh out the pros and cons of drafting players, but Fred Van Vliet, um, I'm a Raptors fan. You know this, I've, I've talked about it. So, I see them all the time. But knowing what Fred could be and what he could have been, I just had to draft him. And so far, he's paid dividends for me in all formats. Um, I might have him in not. I might not have him in only two leagues out of my ten consistent leagues that I am that I am in. Another player I drafted in ESPN, anyways, is Kawhi Leonard. He went everywhere in my draft. I mean, I probably only have him. Out of the eight teams that I'm consistently playing in, or seven, I can't remember now, I might not have him in one of the leagues. And the reason being is in the ESPN drafts, he was going, he was, he was ranked like 33rd overall or something stupid. So I basically just thought it to myself, why not? Like, 
I know he's going to have rest, and that always sucks because when you're playing head-to-head, you need your players to play to win. And in ESPN, you don't have even an injured reserve spot. So if it's an out player, you feel, you're holding on to them and not being able to put them on your IR and add pick up a player. So I've had to drop players that are really good, Steph Curry. Um, the thing when you're doing that, and a lot of people do it in ESPN because you have to to stay com- competitive, is just go ahead, drop them, and really watch them. Make sure you have updates on your phone so when they when they are coming back, just to swipe them, pick them up, and you're good to go. Yahoo's got IR Plus. I've got two IR spots, so I haven't had issues with that. I've been actually able to to roster players that I you know stash some players. Uh, Michael, one of them, my leagues, Bagley was dropped, so I stashed him. Um, Oli Depot, I took in one league, I stashed him. You know, there's certain players you can stash. Um, my third player that I drafted consistently in both leagues is Pascal Siakam. Although in 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 ESPN, I couldn't I couldn't take him where he was being drafted. Um, yeah, because I was I was in ESPN, I was definitely drafting in the top five most of the time, and I wasn't going to take Pascal Siakam there, but I was willing to do it in the second round, where somewhere is where that was somewhere I was getting Siakam in Yahoo League. So I got him a couple places in, in ESPN, but I generally took him everywhere in, in Yahoo that I could. And I love the guy. I mean, he's just been outstanding. Um, my other player that I drafted a lot of was Michael Brogdon. Michael Brogdon, again, I remember playing against him many times in Milwaukee when he was playing for Milwaukee. And he was still a top 30, 25 player on a team where he was maybe third, fourth option. Right now in Indianapolis, he is the Indiana, he is the number one option really. At this point, Oladipo could come back, Turner could come back, and, and he could he could regress a little bit. But I think he's going to be an amazing player this year. Um, if you could get him anywhere, scoop him up, trade for him, do what you can to get Michael Brogdon. He's 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 really good, guys. I'm not, I'm not lying. And last but not least, my oh, hold on a sec. I got to take this call. Hey, buddy. I just passed you. What's going on? I just passed you. Oh, nice. You want to come back and do a line? Oh, yeah. Is that where you're going? <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, boy. You seem like you're already on it. No, I'm just uh, just one of these days today. I've been very busy today. Not for orders, but a lot of phone calls today. You need a little pick first, me up? Uh, you know something... Yeah, I don't need it. Why don't you come and I'll give you one, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, baby. Uh, Have two or three with me. <laughs> You're living in, living in a dream. Am I? Yeah. Are you uh, going to the Christmas party this year or what? Uh, I was there last year. So you're going to skip this year? Uh, probably. I might get myself in shit with my wife because all these women... I,
I don't know if you just overheard that conversation. You might have. I'm not sure if it paused. But that was a sales rep at my work. And that's how I normally talk. I don't usually talk like I'm talking to someone. Anyways. Thanks for listening. I'm not sure what is on this podcast. I kind of rambled on about a lot of things. But that's the Driving with Corey uh, today. And I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, keep it real. Keep it, keep it, keep it feeling real. And we'll chat later. See you. Bye.